0: Welcome, everybody. I'm Misty Burrell, the owner of Mindful Living Wellness Center here in Salt Lake City, Utah, a place to bring intentional healing and balance through physical, mental, and emotional care. Our goal is to help you in your journey through education of self-sustaining tools such as talk therapy, life coaching, emotional wellness, mindful yoga, and any variety of healing and wellness. Our purpose for these podcasts are to share information about staying well, However, that may look like for you, our listener. Thank you for joining us, and welcome to Please Wash Your Hands. Today, we're going to be talking with Ariane Kennelly. She's from Las Vegas, and we're going to discuss some topics that might be slightly controversial, but um, we're going to go for it anyways. It's going to be about women in the workplace, and what that looks like, the way we present ourselves, the way um, we're looked upon and just kind of the expectations and and what that means. We might go off on a limb a little bit, and if I'm gonna warn you now, you don't have to listen, <laughs> but we're just um, we're gonna discuss what it you know our experiences and what that's looked like um, for us and the standards that we've kind of been held to. But let me introduce you to officially Ariane. Ariane, correct? Is that right <laughs> Um Tell us a little bit about your background.
1: Um, so thank you for having me, and um, this is exciting. Um, I've never been on a podcast before, so thank you so much for thinking I'm interesting enough to be on a podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I'm born and raised um in Las Vegas, which usually when I tell people that they always seem so floored um, that someone would be born and continue to live in Las Vegas. <laughs> um, and I, um, let's see, I went to um, the university of Nevada Reno for college um, where I graduated with a degree in um, public relations and communications. Um, I feel, or something that I've noticed um, is that I was like, I've been pretty lucky to have figured out that that's what I really um feel passionate about doing and something that I feel almost like it's like second nature for me to do. It kind of it doesn't feel like natural to say that public relations feels like second nature to like a human being because it's not like really a natural um like trait I guess that most people would describe, but I, I know that I truly like don't feel like I am working like it's just something that comes so easily to me um and I think it's a lot of fun um that's not to say that I didn't go through some like really tough right. job up and down straight out of college um which we can probably we will go into <laughs> um, but definitely was lucky enough to had I I originally was a business major going into school um, but honestly, math just like, wasn't my jam. I, I'm good at math, but it just stresses me out <laughs> right. I don't want to Be in a field where my income depends on the math of it all. <laughs> um, so I graduated in 2017 and I moved to, um, Los Angeles right away. Um, a lot of my friends, that I grew up with here in Las Vegas had gone to USC. And so, um, they and I had gotten an apartment together out there. And then I moved out there for about a year and then, um, I about stuck it out for a year. And then I came home, um, back to Las Vegas where I now work at, um, Curve and Dope communications. I've been there for, um, it's about two years and like a month now. Um, and it's been the best two years in a month career-wise for me for sure. So that's awesome. That's about it. Yeah.
0: And like first of all, congratulations, because that's really cool to be able to set out, go to college, accomplish that, graduate, and then get into the field that you want to do. That's really cool.
1: So yeah, it's awesome. I yeah. It's definitely I've watching my other friends um graduate, you know, either like with me at the same time, or even like a few years after me, like, um, and kind of seeing everyone's own journey, like, you just kind of realize that like, none of that is linear for anyone. Mm. I think when you're younger, and you first go into college, everyone kind of not, well, not everyone, but for me, and for a lot of my friends, we had this kind of very, like this mindset, this very, like narrow minded mindset of like, oh, you like, you go to college, you get your degree and what you wanted to get it in and then you get your job and like that's like we're gonna succeed and that's what we're gonna do and like we're gonna live in a big city we're never coming home like that's just what it was and um that's just not the case you know there's um a lot of my friends one of my closest friends monica was a journalism major with me um and she came to vegas and got a job in pr and just hated it and now she's going back to school to be a nurse and she's like oh, wow. killing it yeah I know she good for her she found loved it you know so it's just it's nothing you know I think the saying that like when you make plans like the universe just laughs or God just lasts, I think that's laughs the case. I think like you, you really you just can't think that far ahead and you just have to like be in the now you know because things just change and you kind of have to go with whatever makes you feel like fulfilled, you know?
0: My favorite analogy, my fiance actually told to me a while back and it's been true then as it is now. And I I find myself just referring to it, but it's like life is like a river and you just kind of go with it, but you, you have to have your preparedness, you know, like, like legit, you can put everything in this analogy into life. Like, so your life jacket's on or whatever, that's your backup plan, right? Or that's just something, whatever that looks like for you. And when I started this business, that I was so glad that that was my analogy because things would turn and I could not believe how I thought it was going to be going one way. And I'd made those plans and then big old boulder right in the middle of my river and I would have to turn and go with it. But it helped me to think visually all right you know I'm just gonna go with this and one of the gals that I was working with a couple months back she had made the comment that sometimes these ideas that we want to have these plans so to speak are almost like something if you just grab onto it like if it's wind blowing through your mind and you grab onto it and go with it it's almost better because you're Sorry, I'm, like, really getting off track, I think, here. But Ooh, yeah. but it's nice because if you look at it like you're following it, you're going with it versus you have to stay in my mindset in this, like, tunnel, right, or whatever. These are the quote-unquote plans. Um, it seems to cause more friction and problems versus just going with whatever it is. Does that make sense? I, yeah. I'm making sense in my mind. <laughs> I'm not sure no, if I'm actually getting it out. It's so true,
1: though, because I – Um, like I mentioned on our wine Wednesday or wine and wine is that Mm -hmm. it was a lot, like I was reading a book or I am reading a book and her um, by Louise Hay and her whole entire theory on the whole book is that um, like a thought is just a thought in that moment. And like, you have the power to change that. Like the power of your whole life is literally in this moment. Like most of life, all, well, she she all of life's problems are just in that thought that you're boxing yourself in, right? So if you decide to change that thought, then you can change like the course of whatever's happening in your life right then. And it's just like so true, you know, because you can only control yourself; you can't control outside forces. So
0: absolutely, yeah, yeah. I love that. I think it's more liberating to realize <laughs> like you just have that control of self, and and you go with it, but it. I think this can kind of transform or transition into a little bit of what we're talking about today with being in the workplace and the expectations, because if you limit yourself, I've been reading through some of the articles, um, our awesome Alex provided for us to kind of just give us a little bit of edge, maybe of what it looks like for other people to, to be a female (laughs) in the workplace. Um, but anyway, um, what that looks like for us, in a situation where we may feel like a lot of pressure from and I I hesitate to use men because even though I personally have had situations where I've been suppressed by men in the workplace, at home, however that looks right for me, I do feel like I'm going to put it out there that it can go both ways. It is heavier in certain areas um, but I am going to acknowledge that Um, there are situations where any gender can feel a certain level of set expectations or not good enough. And one of the the articles was talking about how women have to live up to the certain standard of looks and attractiveness. And there's been a lot of controversy on if you're attractive, you'll make more money. And there's been a lot of studies that actually prove that. So, you know, you can take that for what it's worth. Maybe some people might think, well, the study, you know, whatever. But there's been studies showing that. Um, Obviously, there's studies that show that men make more money than women. And um, the facts that, are, you know, revolve around that. One of the articles, it said, and I'm actually just going to read it. It's from pointer um, I was going to try and – I'm not – I can't – I've been – pointer.org. Anyway, it says women face more scrutiny over what they wear because it highlights their difference from men. Uh, This is Nicole Bauer. She's an assistant professor at Louisiana State University, and she's studying the different expectations for men and women in the male dominated space. So that's kind of what we're going to be talking about is the male dominated space. So keep in mind, those who are listening, you know, this is what we're referring to, even though I understand there are a lot of things across the board that differentiate what it looks like for men and women. Um, The man's uniform for the workplace has been long established and is meant to convey authority and status regardless of the role, but clothing for women is primarily made to accentuate the body. Women are still seen as objects who should be pleasing to the eye, Bauer said. Women have far more clothing options than men, and while that may seem like an advantage, it makes it easy to misstep, reveal too much or too little, appear too feminine, too masculine, too casual or too powerful. Judgment is always lurking around the corner. I really like that article with <laughs> Alex and I'm like, yeah, this kind of nails it for what I feel like. Like, how how does that look like for you, Ari, like when you're in the workplace, like what's a typical outfit for you when you go to work? Well, I feel like, so
1: I'm super lucky, again, with where I work at Herb and Oak, um, they're very progressive in the sense that they don't um really force like a like a dress standard or we of course we have like a dress code like you need to dress like appropriately in the sense of like you can't be wearing anything too short or like something like with a bunch of rips in it that's just like would make someone that just like obviously wouldn't be appropriate in any sense for right. any you know. Um but that being said, um during like our orientation um when you first are brought in um the office manager, She the only thing that she mentions is that, like, she says, like, we're, you know, we're really progressive here. Like, you can feel free to, like, wear jeans um, or whatever makes you feel comfortable. Um, and she says, like, we allow, like, jeans with, with a rip here or there. Like, we want to be trendy and with the times. I feel like that's something that in my field, it's almost kind of not set it's kind of like an unspoken thing, you know, with PR, it's kind of like we push trends. So you kind of like should be embodying that a little bit. No one says so, but you should, it kind of should look that way almost. Um, but she says, like, she said, my only suggestion is like, maybe keep like one extra, like, um, nice, like jacket and a nice pair of shoes, like in your car or under your desk, just in case, like, um, you know, a reporter calls you and says that they they want a last minute, um, interview with your client. and You need to run down to the strip, and you weren't like you didn't have that pre scheduled for the day, so right. you know that you had something to slip on really quickly and go. And I mean, I I still don't find that like something that is uncalled for. I um, it, what's funny is that I wrote for Curvendo; they had us each write like a blog, um, last summer for our website. Um, and they kind of split it up and we can write about whatever topic we wanted to. And, um, I chose, um, how to dress for the job that you want because the, what my mom had always taught me was, um, like no matter like what, where you are, like, it's just about how you show up um and like what you put out there and that kind of portrays what you're like what you're looking for right
0: do you think it's fair to say that it's okay to have many hats and to know like you dress for your audience um that's a that didn't mean to be a loaded question (laughs) um but dress for your audience in as much as you know the professional level that you're going to be meeting with like you, you know you're
1: she yeah said, totally. jacket it's <laughs> like to be aware but exactly like to know exact to be aware of what you're doing so I feel like um you know it's not like I'm being forced or being asked to wear pencil skirts and like kitten heels every day to the office when all it is is my colleagues and I and then like the few like executives walking around like if that's not something that then it would be like a little infuriating um but you know I I, but I do still because there's a lot of times where I'm just at work and it's I don't have client meetings or there are days where I do have client meetings but the client meetings that I do have aren't my big corporate clients they'll be way more laid back like um like one of my clients is Brooklyn Bowl, which is a um a music venue that's kind of like um it's not located inside a hotel. so it's just kind of its own separate music venue. and there's one here and there's one in New York. Um, and so they're it's smaller. It's like part bowling alley and then part music venue. and they're best known for like hosting like jam bands and like like um like Grateful Dead sort of situations and then, um, kind of like artists, like right before they get big. So, um, they're a super laid back group. So if I knew that I was having a meeting with them and like, it was a day where I was just like, I'm, I'm not feeling like really getting like overly done. Like I wouldn't feel so bad about just sticking to my jeans that day. Right. But at the same time, um, I, take it upon myself to take that extra step every day to get a little more dressed up. Right. I don't really like overdo it. Um, but I definitely like to put like that self forward. And like what this one article that Alex did send, which just like really resonated with me was with, um, the Washington post, um, by Anna Swanson. Um, and it's called the real reason that so many, 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 so many women have to spend so much time getting ready. I read that one too. (laughs) And I agreed with it on on a certain level. So I, you know, a lot of these articles do say that women um, get paid more based on attractiveness. But this article kind of debunks that and it says it's not so much about attractiveness. It's more so about, um, how well groomed they are. Right. Yeah, so yeah. when they, when they compared a, a man interviewing a woman for a job and they saw it happen over and over and then they compared their, their salaries, like it was not so much that one woman was inherently prettier. It was more so that one looked like she took care of herself more. Right. How polished then, they and, are and
0: whatnot.
1: Right. And, and then, you know, they, they dive into the whys of that and, and, this is where, you know, I agree with some of these, you know, some of these are just some unfair societal like pressures on women that I definitely feel, you know, just the the pressure to feel groomed weight, and in unnecessary ways. Accepted (laughs) Um,
0: or yeah. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. Like, you know, like being like tan or like not having roots on my blonde hair or like just things that are like very much not necessary in order to be groomed. Um, but you still like feel those pressures. It's almost like, and, and they kind of dive deeper into it of saying like that's kind of a way for men to like keep kind of keep the pressure on women. Um, but also, which I agree, but I also agree that it's important because it shows that you care, which is kind of my point of, me taking that extra step at a workplace that says it's okay. Like you can just wear casual clothes. It's not that big of a deal. Well, I kind of anyway, take that extra step of wearing like business casual or like a little more business formal clothes every day, just because I want to show them that I'm taking that extra step because I care.
0: Right. I I remember when I was in college, we had um there's kind of a study going on and I think I actually mentioned it in one of the previous podcasts, but basically, yeah, because it, we were talking about dressing for success and dressing during quarantine because you could just show up in your jammies and like a jacket, right? And <laughs> but the the study went as uh, students going to their class um, with the professor and whatnot wearing pajamas because in the nineties that was kind of a big thing, like you just wore whatever, and um, and then students that actually dressed up for the test and they showed that the, the students that dressed up performed better. Now, I don't know, It's tests are kind of interesting because you can test 100 people, but it doesn't truly represent. But for what it's worth, the people that dressed up actually performed better. And I don't know if that just stuck with me because for me, I've always felt like if I present myself better, I'm going to perform better. And so it's been kind of a personal thing, But I definitely am not going to discount the fact that I feel a certain level of pressure um, for the way I look and represent myself. I think that's just who I am. Nurture nature, whatever. I like to be well-groomed. I like to dress up. But um, I do have a couple stories. So I have have two negative ones. Um, Oh, no. So... That, well, actually three, I'm going to go all the way back to when I first started in corporate America and I was 20 and I worked in a, for a, a company and I, <laughs> like I said, like to dress nice. I wasn't revealing or anything, but um, I, the women, believe it or not in the company, I was getting henpicked like nobody's business. I was getting like tattled on to HR for things really? I didn't even do. And I'm like, what is wrong with people? Because I, I love people. Like, I'm a friendly person. I don't mm-hmm. I'm, I don't consider myself, like, nitpicky or bitey or anything. Like, I just, I like friends. I like being around people. So I couldn't understand at 20 years old why these women, and they were probably in their 40s, were just hounding me and, and like, getting me in trouble for dumb things. And I honestly, I don't know. I don't have, like, an answer. I just remember that was an experience that I went through. I've often wondered why if if it was because here's this younger woman woman coming in. I didn't really have like I was kind of like a mailroom person. I seriously, I filed papers in the back room, but I always dressed to the nine because that's just what I liked to do. So I don't know right. if they didn't like it or what, but that that's kind of always stuck with me. Going fast forward, oh my gosh, 15 years, I'm managing a buckle, a clothing store. And we have our big wigs come in. They're doing their like regional visit or whatnot. And I, okay, Buckle has very edgy clothes, concert type Mm -hmm. clothes. If people are going to a concert, they come to Buckle. But um, I decided, well, we could wear Buckle clothes always. When you're you're at work, you wear Buckle clothes. And um, I decided to wear this one bralette with this really cute jacket that was like half unzipped and the jeans, and the boots, and whatever, and I was literally wearing buckle clothes, and I got told to cover up, and I was like, what? Oh, my God. What are you talking about? I'm wearing our clothes, and I am a bit bustier, but it's still our clothes, and um, I was talking to my, what would you call them, trainer slash colleague anyway. And he's like, well, I guess you just have to look at it. Like, um, you know, would the customers that come in, feel comfortable shopping from you. And I'm just like, I don't know if this is a regional thing because I am in Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, the women that were my seniors, um, were the ones that complained. So yeah. I have kind of an interesting aspect from all of this like where we feel that suppression or we feel that like you're supposed to look I was knocked down by the women which I think is really weird
1: yeah it it is I feel like I feel like it's it's like the the slut shaming not to say that by <laughs> any means like you were right. <laughs> dressed like that but that is um like how you it's interesting how you said because you're like bustier because that's how I am with I'm really tall I'm like 5'11 you are and yeah girl. I'm super <laughs> tall so it can be tough for me to wear dresses um right. without it kind of looking like it's being too short. um, But it isn't like, it's not meant to be at all. And, and so my first job in college, um, I really loved it there. But again, it was just, it's my, like you, it's just like my nature. Like I just like to not like overdress to the point where it's like, I'm looking for attention, but I'm not, I'm not one to like roll out of bed, like not dress up. Right. Um, And this, place that I worked, um, I really liked, and I was an office assistant and I really liked the people that I worked with there. Um, but it was basically like a, um, they were like a contracting company and they helped like build, um, custom homes in like Lake Tahoe up there. So everyone was like in a lot of like jeans and, um, sneakers and like a lot of like down and dirty stuff, but I worked in the office so and it was kind of like my one place like away from college campus. Like on campus, I was in like workout clothes like ninety nine percent of the time. Wasn't getting dressed all the time. So I liked to, and I would wear like sundresses or something along those lines. Um, especially when I was there over the summer. So when I was there over the summer, um, I was wearing. I remember like specifically like it was just like a flowy green dress, but it was like one of those dresses that would like a little shorter in the front than it dropped down in the back, you know, like the asymmetrical ones. Mm -hmm. And, um, I remember I was like walking around, like it was kind of a crazy chaotic day and I had been there for a while. I think I'd been there for like a year. Um, and. I was like pulled aside and asked, like, not by my boss whom I love dearly. Um, we're just like, it's been mentioned like a few times that like some of the dresses sometimes like can sometimes ride up or whatever. And like everyone here wears jeans, like, why don't you just wear jeans? And, um, and then I figured out that just like you, it came from the women that worked kind of the floor that did like the sales part, not necessarily the men in the back whom it's almost like you would assume would be mentioning something about like my shorter dresses, even though. Once again, and it's kind of like, um, it's like that slut shaming factor, or like this, like being threatened, um, factor. It's like, you know, it's not like I was just this 20 year old, like in short dresses coming in there to like grab attention from everyone. I was just working in the office to get a few extra dollars between classes. Um, so it was just it's just kind of odd how that like happens and you kind of get taken aback and then it's almost like something that sticks with you later, like almost like something that you have to remind yourself not to let you like be yeah. self-conscious
0: before. So this is totally taking an elbow from the starting of what we were talking about, but I want to run with it because I've had many conversations with my fiance on how I dress. I love short dresses, I love baby doll dresses, I love flowy things because I like them, Mm -hmm. I want to wear them. It is not for the attention of someone else, but it's assumed out there that if you wear this, it is for attention. It is like black and white. You wear this because you want certain attention, you want negative attention from men. It's like, why can't I wear this? Because I love my body and I'm comfortable in it and I wanna wear it and and not be shamed because I can or because I do. And it's it's crazy when you think that the pressure historically has come from the men and um, how to dress and I dare say more revealing because that's maybe what they want to see so they push that and then here we are dressing how we want to look and we're getting shunned for it or shamed for it by not the men but the females. <laughs> Um, and like I was saying with the conversations that I've been having with my fiance, a lot has been his aspect from a man or from a a male's point of view, why a woman dresses that way. And I have had extensive conversations with debunking what he thinks and why we dress. Now, there may be some that dress that way because they want attention, but I think it's a misconception that every woman that dresses with short skirts or tank tops or a little bit low cut is because they want attention and it can't just be for themselves because they like it. Yeah.
1: no, totally. 100%. Um, it's so funny that you say that because so my dad and I are really close. My mom always says that we're um, like the same, which <laughs> is probably why we butthead so much my whole life. Um, but one of like the biggest things that him and I have always um, really clashed on is this. Um, so growing up is, um, you know, it it's no- obviously normal um, as a young girl to just follow trends, right? There's there's really nothing deeper to it, you know. Um, te- all teenage girls. Don't know, you don't know who you are, you know. Like, looking now, looking back in hindsight, like, I absolutely had no like insight into like who I was as a person at 16, like at all, yeah. like any form of self awareness. Um, so you know, it was just all everyone followed trends, whatever those trends may be that you were like kind of um geared towards. You know, some I know some people aren't always like toward um drawn towards like that, those mainstream trends, you know, in my, in my experience, like, yes, I was, but like, for instance, like uh, my brother, I mean, I know it's from a male perspective, but he wasn't towards like, um, mainstream, like male trends in high school. He was way more like independent, but he still had trends that he followed. Um, but that being said, like my dad was really hard on me in the sense that he, um, was just constantly telling me that, and he still does to this day, that like when I I do dress a certain way, or if I wear certain makeup, that it's, it's like, he's telling, he tells me that I'm doing that for a certain reason. Or that you're going to
0: attract the wrong attention. And now all of a sudden it's your fault for wanting to dress a certain way. Now you have to take the blame and you have to take the weight of the responsibility of how other people think of you
1: yes exactly exactly and he's he'll say things like and, and i'm sure some other you know i'm not sure how many other men think this but it's just ironic because it's like they're like you guys are dressing this way to make us think this way and i'm like but we're not you know right This is the conversation that we have, yes. It's not at all. And it's very frustrating that they don't see that. Like, I don't know how many times we have to say that to you. You know what I mean? In order to convince you guys, like, it's like, I'm not, I promise you. Like, I literally went in there and that's what I wanted to wear. And I came out and I felt good. And now you're making me feel like I'm, I'm second guessing. And like, (laughs) I thought I was
0: right. And why is it our fault? For how a man thinks. Yeah. Why is that our responsibility? And it's age old. It's this traditional way of thinking of like, you should present yourself in a manner so that we think properly. It's like bull I have to remember which podcast I'm on. But <laughs> yeah, like, oh, that that is a yeah. topic. My, my fiance has a five-year-old daughter. And I will often tell him are you going to let her dress the way she wants because she wants to? He's like, Oh no, I'm going to, you know, I, I, he's like really overprotective. Um, and I'm like, what you need to do is teach her that she is capable of protecting herself. If the wrong kind of person does a their. How do I say this? Like their own individual action because it's on them. Yes. It is not the female's fault. Right. And it's such a wrong way of thinking to and and I don't know how to come away from that. I don't I don't have the answers. I wish I did. Um, How can we get society to respect women to dress the way they want? Instead, it's like, oh, if you want to be respectable, you have to cover up. Why? Right.
1: I think I understand to a certain degree of just showing respect, you know, like we were talking about earlier, like dressing for the occasion, dressing for what you know you're you're doing, right? And, and we, I think everyone agrees to a certain, like to a certain extent, but then I think like there's tends to be male figures and it's kind of funny because it's like almost like ones who tend are like closest to us, right? Like it's not necessarily like ones like that are just like walking down the street or that we encounter, like like that we just meet probably don't even really think that about us on first impressions, but it's more so like, like my dad or like your fiance who like are like analyzing like what we're wearing before we're going out. And they're like, Oh, this is what they're going to think What someone's going to think when they look at you. And Mm -hmm. it's just like, I, they're people's everyone is responsible for their own thoughts and actions. Like it's not like what my dad thinks based off of what I'm wearing is like his problem. And that's kind exactly. of like something that I come to like terms with, like if you are going to get all riled up over the fact that I am wearing a lot of makeup today, then like you let that ruin your Saturday. Like I'm moving <laughs> on. Like that is crazy. You know? Yeah. No, so it's just like, it's such a concept, but it's, and it's also like, it's something that it's, I like, I feel like, and, we do like all these articles that Alex sent are great because it's like good to dive into things. But then also, like you want to tell, like I want to tell my dad, like it's not that serious, you know. Like I just put on makeup today, or I just I'm just wearing a dress today. Like yeah. I'm I'm five foot eleven, and the dress is going to be short, but I want to wear
0: it. Like it's not that deep. So I'm five ten. So when you talk about those things, I'm like, yes, I get yes. it. <laughs> <laughs> you or, know, you feel my pain and long torsos. Some shirts that might be perfect on a shorter torso person or the average, quote unquote, female, like it's a belly shirt on you. Now, granted, I'm not going to blame the clothing, honestly. Like, oh, well, I can't wear it because it shows my tummy. If I want to show, like I literally, this is what I'm wearing today. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure this shirt was, you know, fully coverage on someone else. But on me, I have a midriff now. Right. But I choose that because I like the look. Right. And so it's like, you know, your sundresses. Like you love the look. That was you. That's a part of you. Yeah. I like it. Sorry, I trailed off a little
1: bit. I think if you it it makes you feel comfortable. Like if you feel good, then it that's what like attracts like the good energy towards you, right? Like I think what's bad is like when you put on that fake facade and that negative energy that negative energy, that's, that's what you're really like attracting that negativeness like towards you, you know? So it's not necessarily, I think when it comes down to just like the pressure to dress well in the workplace, like I feel like, I don't know if that, I think it's sometimes it's good to have that sort of, I don't know, like that push to, you know, to to take good care of yourself and to stay on top of yourself. Oops, oh, sorry. No, that was me. I was like, oh no, <laughs> that's okay. Real world, um, Sorry, all right. <laughs> good grooming um, of it all, but you should do it on your own terms. Like no one should be saying, you know, you should like bleach blonde your hair and, and wax your eyebrows and always wear heels and tight dresses or, but, but they need to be past your knees and you can't show your shoulders and like those sorts of things. Like I think it should just be on your own terms, like whatever makes you feel good. As long as it looks like you're putting in that effort. I think that's
0: what matters. I love that. In fact, that's what I would love for anyone listening to this podcast to take away is, you know, sure. There's pressures in the workplace for And against the way you dress. Some people may feel like they have to dress a certain way. Maybe that's slightly revealing. Maybe that's... And and that's not okay, by the way. Anyone listening. Like, that's an HR issue. (laughs) And um, that should be taken care of. But like, uh, going back to buckle, when I was there, I didn't feel pressure to wear that outfit. I wanted to. It was one of our outfits. Everything in it. I didn't slut it up at all. It was literally off the mannequin onto me, and I had to cover up. So, sorry, going back to um, what I want listeners to take away, is are you comfortable? That's how we should live our lives, and that's coming from you, Ari. Thank you so much for bringing that out. Like, are you comfortable? If you're comfortable wearing it, go for it, because then you can stand behind it, and you walk more confident. If you're not comfortable, you shouldn't have to feel like you have to wear something to please somebody else, whoever that is in your life. You should dress the way you feel comfortable. Um, I am so glad that you wanted to be on our show today. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and your background and your opinions. Like it's, been, it's been so wonderful to chat with you.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. It's been, this is awesome. It's an amazing podcast, and I'm really glad to be part of it.
0: Thank you. Well, we'll have to have you back for sure. And we'll delve into other amazing, fun (laughs) things to talk about and opinions. I I love that we can go off on tangents with our opinions. And that's the beautiful thing about this kind of thing is we can, we can just uh, shoot our opinions out there. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, thanks again and have an awesome week. You as well. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. We hope you've been inspired, encouraged, and learned a little bit about what mindfulness looks like. Everybody have a mindful week.